Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Martinis and Magic. This is your co-host Emily. Say hi. <laughs> this is your other co-host Casey. We are so excited yeah. for today's episode. Today is the day. We have been waiting like a year. It took us so long to get through Crescent City. It took us so long. I have no idea why we didn't start with Akatar. I know. Um, wow, but... it literally took us like six months because we started in like January. Yeah, it took a long time. But I mean, at least now we're done with like all the books. But so we are here. We are starting off, of course, with book one, A Court of Thorns and Roses. Um, big warning. We are going to, so we have read all the Crescent City books and all the Akatar books. So there's definitely going to be spoilers. Um, so if you have not read all the books, I guess I would Don't not listen to this. Yeah, or any episode. of them. Yeah, honestly, any of them. Um, because... This one will be structured a little bit different than our past episodes. We're basically just going to go through, like, maybe high-level summaries of the chapters, but especially for this section, like, chapters one through four, we're going to be talking about, like, different foreshadowing clues yeah. that we picked up on now that we're, like, really taking our time to reread it, like, impressions of the sisters and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, different relationships or any, like, favorite quotes we can We're across. not going to be really recapping the chapters as in-depth as we have for Crescent City because that was really just, like, basic recaps. This is going to be a little bit more, like, conversation, discussion. Yeah, like, analyzing so, it and just, yeah. like, really, like, going in deep with these chapters. So, yeah, we're really excited. Um, so, I guess start off with chapter one, just, like, yeah. quick summary um, overview. Do you want to do give a quick summary? Um, sure. All I said was, Favorite goes hunting, takes down a wolf in the woods, and we learn that there's a fairyland two hours from her cottage, and we get the feeling that humans are scared of fairies, yeah. and that they are bad. And we also learn that <laughs> they likes, are bad. They are bad. <laughs> that Favorite likes to paint. Um, the thing that, um, I think SJM does a really good job of, like, opening lines, in all of her books. Yeah. Like, this one was, like, the forest had become a labyrinth of snow and ice. And I remember just, like, the first page of reading this when I first ever read it, I was like, this is intense. I know. What was hard for me when I first started reading it is, one, the first chapter, she gives no description of Feyre. So, for the yeah. whole first chapter, I you was, like... You don't really get a description of Feyre until, like, way later on. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, we still don't really know what she looks like. Yeah. Um, like, we know she looks like her sister's. But she also didn't give, like, a time period. So when I first read this, I thought it was happening back in, like, the 1800s. So I was like, why the fuck are they hunting? Yeah. I still picture it, like, their clothing very, like, old school. Like, when they have the gowns and whatnot, I picture those very old dresses. Which, like, you picture the dresses more, like, modern looking. Don't you? Because, like, even in, like, um, because I was listening to the Akor audiobook and they're like Nesta's like pewter gown and I picture that like I guess I do picture older too yeah like the town and stuff like older but like shabby cottages yeah I mean but like do you think they have like like they definitely don't have technology that's what I was gonna say like do they have like electronics no like but they have like a stove and like right I mean they have fire yeah and like I don't know they only talk about baths so like they don't have showers or like running water really do they because they use no I don't think yeah, and, like, they definitely don't have cars. Right. Yeah, I guess it is still older, but I was yeah. still confused when I first read it because I was like, I don't know what's happening. It's also, um, I think, in this one, yeah, 
she describes like I turned I turned gangly by this time of year like you could count her ribs and I totally like skimmed past how thin and like poor they really were because like I think it's in Silver Flames or whatever Feyre was like doing a painting and like Cassian like comes in and he's like she you could like see all of her bones and I just never really realized how thin yeah, I know. Like I have a hard time picturing, like, how thin she was. Yeah. But they're definitely, like, gaunt. Yeah. Like her face was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and because she's, like, hunting, I pictured Feyre, like, really tomboy. Yeah, and, like, toned and muscular, but, like, she's totally just, like, Yeah. She's straight. very small. Yeah. And even, like, throughout this chapter, there were little um, bits where she was, like, I had to brace my hand on the table from, like, because they're just so weak and tired. Yeah, I do feel like whenever you're reading a fantasy book that starts out like introducing you to the human side, it's always winter. Like it's always bleak. Yeah, gray. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really have anything else regarding like quotes or foreshadowing regarding chapter one. Um, I there's like a few things that I wanted to point out. Um, which you even said this when you were reading it was like when she kills. Andres, mm-hmm. um, like that scene, it was so hard for me to read. Yeah, it was really sad. Yeah. I mean, like because the wolf was dying really slowly. Mm-hmm. This actually brought up a question when I was reading it. So he's obviously in his wolf form, but he's going after the deer. Like when you're in your wolf form, you eat what your animal eats. Like that confused me. Yeah, I think so. Ew, I never realized that. Yeah. Well, because that's how it is in Throne of Glass when like they. Um, shift into their animal forms like they eat oh I didn't realize yeah huh so like Tamlin right now like in silver flames he's been in his animal form so he's literally just like eating uh, like a predator yeah interesting okay because that's what I think they said something about how like he's just like Reese was like he's just fully an animal now right okay he never changes out of it yeah um and then the other thing that um, so Andres, he didn't eat before you completed this journey. I think, I think it was all just to like. <laughs> I think he sensed Feyre. Yeah. No, I think. I mean, we know why that he's being sent out there now. Um, what else was I going to point out? Um, oh, she was like, Feyre just like doesn't really put value to her life. Like, no, not at all. She was like, all my life is is just a series of risks at this point. Yeah. She's just living day to day. Oh, actually, there was a quote. It obviously is not a favorite quote, but it's really sad. But in my Kindle, it says it's page 15. But it's right before we learn about Isaac. And she said, I couldn't remember the last time I'd done it bothered to notice anything lovely or interesting. Yeah, like, she like, just doesn't live in Very color sad. anymore, basically. Yeah. And, like, especially being an artist, I feel like that just shows, like, how miserable. Yeah. I mean, it's been is. going on, which I didn't realize this either until this reread but she's been doing this now for eight years yeah like that's a really long time mm-hmm. like I think in my mind I was thinking they'd only been suffering for like two or three yeah it's a very long time and like um I just I this first chapter was really put a lot into like who Pharaoh was for me it was yeah um one of my favorite quotes in this was it's literally the last line of the chapter um And this was, like, right after she, like, killed Andres. And then she's, like, well, I can't bring both of them back. So she just, like, basically skins him alive right there in the snow. I know. Like, how long do you think that took her? Forever. But she goes, but this was the forest, and it was winter. And it's just, like, 
plain justification. Like, she just murdered a living thing and was like, oh, well, just going to have to skin it right here because yeah. that's just, like, it's either him or me, basically. Right. But. Um, okay. Chapter, do you have anything else for that one? No, I didn't have much to say about that. Um, I actually have a lot for chapter two, but it's really all kind of chaotic and my points are very scattered. You don't have a one-line summary? Um, no, I don't. Okay. In chapter two, we learned about her promise to her mom, meet her dad and siblings. Wow, you really typed out your one-line summary. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. Um, my thing was that, like, we never learn her dad's name throughout the whole series. It's always just father. Why do you think she does that? Because, like, the king of Highburn, he's just Highburn. Right. And it's really just the Akatar books where S.J. Yeah. does that. I don't know. Because, like, they're on a glass, they have names. Well, I guess, actually, the king of Ardolin, we don't know his name. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That is interesting. We don't yeah. Um, but, so, in this chapter, we learn that Pharaoh has two older sisters. We are introduced they to... Suck. They suck. They are so cruel, so just selfish, and I just... And it's funny because, like, so I think we've talked about this, why I don't like Nesta. Like, she was always nasty from yeah. the beginning mm-hmm. for, like, no reason. But, like, I also, I think Nesta is just, like, she's openly a bitch and she's openly cruel, but Elaine is just, like, ignorant. I think Elaine's just stupid. Like, she's just, like... When Feyre comes in with, like, the deer, Elaine doesn't ask her how you were, how to go, like, are you okay? She's literally just like, when can we have that? I know. The one kind of sad line about Elaine, though, is when Feyre's kind of, like, analyzing what she's like, Feyre was like, I don't think it's ever occurred to her that she's capable of helping. Like, I don't even think Elaine, like, realizes she can't. Like, I think she views herself also as, like, weak and dumb. But, I mean, like... See, I didn't take it that way. I literally took it as, like, Elaine just, like... Okay, that was, like, me just trying to find something good about Elaine. But she is a little bit more giving than Nesta. She bought Fair the paint, and when they went to the market later, she buys her dad something. Yeah, but, like, when Feyre and Nesta get in that fight about Thomas Mandrake or whatever... Mandrake? Is it Mandrake? Mandrake, whatever. Aren't Mandrakes the animals in Harry Potter? I think so. Hey, I don't know his last name right now, but um, I... I would guess like, it's not Mandrake. Nesta <laughs> says some really mean things to Thera. And, like, Nesta, like, storms off. And instead of Elaine, like, comforting Thera, Elaine, like, runs after Nesta. And it's like, I don't get why it's always Nesta and Elaine against Thera. I don't know. Like, we never really get that. Is it I, just- I mean, they talk about why Thera and Nesta don't get along. Like, Thera is, like, we're kind of built from the same side of the coin. And so I think because Nesta, like, is Elaine's protector, maybe that's why. I don't know, though. But what I got from, like, these first four chapters is that, like, her whole family kind of just sees Feyre as, like, a tool. And, like, not... for sure. Like, she even was, like, I'd long since given up on them even asking how I was or, like, even doing anything. Like, Feyre is just a means to an end for them. Yeah, it's very sad. And, like, we learn about the dad and how... The reason why he's not working is he has, like, a ruined leg because they used to be wealthy and then creditors came in and, like, basically beat him up. But yeah. it is crazy, like, he is literally capable of probably working, but yeah. it's, like, his pride. Like, they're yeah. all so prideful, like, hanging on to this life that they used to yeah, have. They, yeah. Um, 
And in this chapter, we learn about the promise to her mom. So her mom had passed and away. And it's like promises are like your um, bond. bond. Or like they're for life or something. Um, which her mom sounded like an awful human being. Awful. Like just used her daughters as like commodities. Like, And I think that's, I'm justifying Nessa's behavior a little bit, is because mm-hmm. Nesta's the oldest. And like even in like later in their books, they're like Nesta was like our mom's doll. Like right. she basically, it's like nature versus nurture. Right. Like, Nessa's mom bred her into that, like, made her into that person. Yeah, definitely. It was interesting. They do know that, like, the mom really loved their dad. Yeah. Like, they were, like, she truly, like, loved Like, Verity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, didn't really care for the kids, but loved the father. Interesting connection. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but one thing I also wanted to point out was that, like, I think it's in Silver Flames where Nesta has, like, an inner monologue, and she's, like almost disgusted by Feyre and, like, the inner circle and, like, her found family, and she was, like, Feyre found this family because ours was so bad, and it's, like, well, yeah, like, you guys were, of course she would try to find a family that actually loves her, like, you guys were cruel and vicious, like, what are you talking about? Of course she loves these people, like, and it's just, like, how could Nesta not see that? Mm -hmm. And, like, Nesta was almost, like, resentful of Feyre for, like, having found a family. I know. Um... God, yeah, I hate Nesta. And, like, when they realized that they could, like, sell the pelt, like, yeah. Nesta said something about needing new shoes when it's, like, favorites were, like, literally falling apart. Yeah. Um, what else? I have, like, actually a bunch more, but I wanted to see. Um, in this chapter, we hear Claire Better's name. Oh, yeah. For the first mm-hmm. time, which was just interesting because her name was not something I, like, even cared to, like, try to remember. Um, yeah, it's that sad. Should we talk about the dresser that's in this chapter? Yeah. Um, okay, so Helene bought Feyre these paints, and then Feyre, like, paints all these little things around the house. Which also, okay, it goes back to the, the whole meme that's so funny. Like, I'm not picturing these paintings good in no, their house. No, me either. Like, I'm like, picturing them bad. Yeah, same. And that's like, even makes fun of one of them. Like, so, my like, painting skills. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like we know Favor is a good artist, but yeah. like it is hilarious to like, like her just having it. like awful, like them being like stick figures and like, yeah, so just like blobs. Yeah, like I'm literally picturing like, like little like cartoon Rolls. flames. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so she paints violets and roses for Elaine, which like I still am unsure of the foreshadowing for that one because we don't really have Elaine's POV book yet. Um, Nesta's was Crackling Flames, which Silver Flames, we know, that's like... I do find it really ironic that that's what represents Nesta when Nesta hated the sound of crackling fire. Yeah, I think it's a double, like, meaning. Because she also has, like, the, like, Silver Flames in her eyes. Right. So, like, I think it is a little bit of, like, she had fire in her, but she was scared of fire. Is that a juxtaposition? Is that what that is? I don't know. The word's coming to mind right now, I don't know. Maybe. I think a juxtaposition is when it has double meaning. Yeah. That's what you, you just said. Oh. Maybe. Ah. Oh. English major. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, Screw finance. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, and then clearly Feyre's is... The night sky. The night sky. Because we know, but didn't, like, resend her that mm-hmm. vision, and then that's yeah. why she painted it. He, like, saw a beautiful hand and, like, pushed a thought towards her. Oh, I know. I'm going to cry. I know. <laughs> Like, I just love that man so I much. I love him so much. Um, oh, I also wanted to talk about how, like, 
I just feel like their whole family is kind of just stuck in this, like, vicious cycle of, like, resentment. Like, Nesta resents her father because he doesn't do anything. And then, like, Nesta resents Feyre because, like, I feel like Feyre is everything that Nesta isn't. And, like, Feyre is good and she sacrifices and she's selfless. And those are all things that, like, Nesta Nesta is not. And so, like, I feel like that's also a little bit why she's cruel to her because, like, it's almost that thing to where, like, you're almost envious of someone instead of, like being kind to them you're just like right. let me like tear them down because I feel like shit about myself so I have to make them yeah. feel like shit about themselves totally and like we also have to remember like they are literally probably exhausted starving all the time so like, yeah they are the definition of hangry yeah and like they're each probably starving so like yeah sorry um there was also the point where like um when we get how like after all their money ran out, how Nesta, like, or Feyre, like, made the, um, announcement that she was going hunting, and her dad didn't say anything, and she was, what, like, 11 years old at the time, and I feel like her dad didn't say anything, because, like, yes, his pride, but also, like, what was he going to say? Like, he can't go out there and hunt. He has a bum leg, so, like, they were like kind of, like... have, like, told Nesta or Lane to step up. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. true. But, like, he, like, can't get mad at her and be, right. like, no, that's not safe, because, like, if she didn't, they would die. Like, eight years ago. And it's crazy. You do see, like, some glimpses of, like, the dad showing compassion, which is nice. Like, it said that when he saw the pelt and realized how big it was, like, his eyes watered. And he's like, Feyre, like, that's so dangerous. Yeah. And she's like, well, fuck you. Like, what am I supposed to do? Exactly. Um, I think he's almost just, like, a little embarrassed and, like, I mean, he's kind of down in the dumps and just, like, pities himself. For eight years? Like, like, get over it. (laughs) Um... And then this made me really upset with Nesta, but Nesta calls Feyre, like, ignorant. Oh, yeah. And Feyre's, like, an ignorant peasant or something, and Feyre's, like, I was never able to learn how to read or write. Like, Nesta could have taught her. Yeah. You could have sat down. That was, like, one of my bullet points is, what the fuck do Elaine and Nesta do all day? Nothing. Literally nothing. I think Elaine does her hair. Like, do they just sit there? I don't know. Nesta's always... Like, that's gotta be so boring. Why don't you just chop the wood? I know, it seriously must be so boring. Like, I don't know. I mean, we well, at least Nesta's chopping wood. What is Elaine doing? Her garden's frozen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, we don't know if they have books. Like, we don't know if Nesta's reading, because, like, we do know that's, like, one of her hobbies. But, yeah. like, I don't know. They're all, okay, I was thinking about this. They're all, like, they all each have, like, an interesting hobby. I know. Like, like, they really do. Feyre can hunt, Nesta can, and paint. like, likes to read, yeah, and paint, and then, obviously, Lane Gardens, like, so, such wholesome little hobbies. Yeah, it's like that, did you see that meme where it's, like, by the time you're 30, you're supposed to have, like, five hobbies that don't make you money? What? Yeah. Well, ours, podcasting. Podcasting, reading. Reading. Um. Running. Pilates. Yeah. I paint sometimes. I'm not very good at it. If I had a piano, I'd play. I tried to play the drums one year. I was so bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was so bad. That is so yeah. weird. Yeah. That does not fit your personality and at like, all. You know how I'm like so tongue deaf? My instructor would get so mad at me. I can't even picture you sitting behind drums. I would laugh so hard. I was really going through something. Um, oh, what I was also going to say is that like me and you both have sisters. Or like we each have one sister. And another podcast that I was listening to, like, made this correlation to where, like, I think SJM really depicts a sister relationship perfectly between the three of them because, like, 
me and my sister will fight and I will say like the cruelest things to her and like things that I would never think about saying to anybody else but like I think your sisters just get under your skin and you can see that in their relationship yeah me and Ellen are in bed with each other though I mean but like Ellen will do things that like you wouldn't get mad at me if I did them but since Ellen's doing it into your sister you're like that's so annoying yeah that's true like, sometimes I don't even like the way my sister, like, chews. I'm yeah. like, stop doing that. Like, right. I have to put my headphones in. <laughs> but then you get over in, like, a minute. Yeah, and then, like, 20 seconds later, it's like, do you want to go to a movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that's how they were. Like, they were fighting and pissed at each other. And then the morning, Nessa was, like, chopping wood, and they went to the market together. Well, and I think Nessa was chopping wood because she, she wanted, wanted money. money. Yeah. Um, and then do you have a... Or... <laughs> <laughs> what? You have more to add about chapter two. Um, let me look at I mean, one of my bullet points is Elaine is ignorant and fucking useless. She's so annoying. So dumb. She, like, might be one of my least favorite characters. So, like, I think Nesta redeems herself. And Nesta, I understand. Well, Nesta is somewhat at least important. Or, like, prevalent. But, like, Nesta, I understand. I understand where she comes from. I understand her personality. I get why she is the way she is. Elaine, I'm just, like, you're just useless. Like, you just... Feyre does everything for you. And you are just so mean. Just so inconsiderate of her feelings, and you give all of your love to Nesta, who is a raging bitch. Yeah. Like, but just like throughout all the books, she's just like there. Yeah. Except she does get a backbone in Silver Flames. One time. Kind yeah. of. Kind like, of. <laughs> barely. Yeah. Um, oh, we never told them what we were drinking. Well, because we're not drinking wine. No, we're not drinking wine. We're yeah. drinking tea. Yeah. And it's actually very good. Yeah. I have a lemon ginger tea and. I have a mint. Because we're doing this on a Sunday afternoon instead of like a. Not that that's ever stopped us, but I've had a really long weekend. Yeah, Casey's been go, go, go. And I'm always go, go, go. You really, really are. Um, Okay, that's all I have for chapter two. I have a sentence recap for chapter three, dear. Um, (laughs) That is so bad. What is it? (laughs) They go to the market, sell pelts, run into the blessed. I have no idea what. What word you just said? They go to the market to sell the pelts. Oh, sell the pelts. Run into the blessed and a mercenary. She gets laid with Isaac Hale, and then they go back to the cottage, and Camlin barges in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the same as mine. I said, go into, go into town, and I introduce the children of the blessed, and then I go in parentheses. I would be one of them. Learn more about Isaac Hale. Oh my god, you totally would. So would I. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> we, would, we would. We would be children of the blessed <laughs> in a fucking heartbeat. Oh my god, not, like, I do not question that one bit. I know, it's so funny. Except, okay, so when they meet the children of the blessed, I don't know if you picked up on this. It's not necessarily foreshadowing, it's more of like a quote. But when Nesta is talking to the children of the blessed, Favor is watching her and goes a queen without a throne. Yes, I wrote that down too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, is that? I mean, that's definitely foreshadowing. Too. I know. Like silver flames and like even that. Well, like I don't even arm. know if we know what that's foreshadowing yet. Well, because like they said that Nesta could be a queen, but she gave up her power. Remember at the end, mm. she gave it all back to save Feyre and the baby. Okay. Yeah. And. Because she, like, didn't want it. Right. And that's when Amran was like, you guys are stupid. Like, you guys could have been the rulers of all of Nithia. Yeah. But, I mean, there definitely might be more. But I feel like we're kind of done with Nesta's story. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Wait. 
since you think we're done with this story, like, you don't think we're done with, like, Feyre and Reese's story. I mean, I definitely think there'll be side characters yeah. that they were in Silver Flames. Ugh. Yeah. But I... I miss reading from Feyre's perspective. Me too. Me too. I, I personally would love it that, like, if she ends the series, like, the last book is their perspective. Because we started it with yeah. Feyre. I think I'm so scared for that series to have an end. Are you... Can you imagine the heartbreak? And, we're, and then we're going to have Crescent City. Well, we're getting Crescent City first. Crescent City may end before Akatar. I hope it does. I hope so, too. But, I mean, we still have two years. I know. That's a long time. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I have a really big foreshadowing thing in this um, chapter. So, you say yours, but I have one, too. Foreshadowing. Okay. Mine was when they were talking about, like, the fairies. And who knows is the same. Okay. Do you want to read it? No, you go. It says, one of the high fae could turn your bones to dust from a hundred yards away. Not that my sister, I had ever seen it. It is Reese. Yeah, it's Reese. That was my same one. I had it in all caps. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? (laughs) That's so stupid. You know, like, I forget, it's like a song where it's like, if I can't have you, I'll just be happy, like, watching you or, like, knowing that you exist or whatever. I'm like, I'm so in love with Reese that all I need is these little tidbits of foreshadowing. Oh, my God, same. To, like, make me happy. I think I texted you last night, and I was like, I am so glad that this series is in my life. I think you did. And I was like, I don't know what I would do if I never read this series (laughs) and if I never knew I'd be so lost. I would just, like, I feel like my life would just be I probably wouldn't know what love was. Mm Mm-mm. Okay, I also thought the Children of the Glass would have a way bigger role in the series. Like, I just felt like they, not a way bigger role, but I did feel like they were going to come up again. Yeah. Um, this is really funny. I'm going to share with the podcast, but, so, when we first started reading this book, it was part of, like, this book club, (laughs) and so the first time we met, I think everyone was supposed to be, like, either halfway through or done, but, like, definitely, like, in the midst of it. And one of Emily's friends was like, oh, I'm not very far, but, like, talk, like, it's fine if you spoil. And she was not far at all. No. She was about this chapter, because she goes, wait, what happens to the prostitute? And we were all like, <laughs> what? Like, what she prostitute? Was like, the prostitute in the beginning. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I literally think it's because, like, people are calling children the less, less like, whores. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. We were all just we're sitting like, there. Um, and we're like, there are no prostitutes in this book. <laughs> yeah, we're like, they definitely don't play a part. We're like, you're so far behind. Yeah, like you're supposed to be on chapter twenty. She's like, what's Printhian? Am I saying it right, Printhian? Printhian, I think so. Printhian, Printhian. I always yeah. say Printhia, and it doesn't. I don't know why, and it's really hard for me to pick it. So sorry if that's driving some people crazy. Um, looking it up. Um. I had another, like, foreshadowing or something to point out. I think you found it, too, because I'm guessing this is the reason why you were typing Amarantha. Of the last 50 years? Yeah. Yeah. So it says, I guarded an old, the mercenaries talking to Feyre, saying, I guarded an old nobleman who claimed I'd been getting worse these past 50 years. And so when Emily and I were starting to read this, it was talking about, like, the human lands kind of, like, wasting away. I think it is, like... Amarantha and Highburn's creatures like going over the wall and like breaking rules and stuff. So I also wrote it down because we also know that Tamlin was sending things 
over it. Remember, he kept but they weren't hurting holes. people. Yeah, but like the mercenary also says, like, be careful about things slipping through. I don't know if it's maybe like both. Maybe. Yeah. But I think it definitely was like a hint for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily pointed this out. They kept on calling like the Martax. Yeah, what the fuck is a Martax? Like, you've never heard of that. Like, we heard about it once in this book, and that was the last time. Yeah. And, and I, I don't even read you the description of it, and I never remember hearing that. No, me either. But, um, oh, okay, this was a line that I really liked. When Pharaoh was talking to the mercenary, the mercenary was, like, kept saying, um, I'm guessing those two are your sisters because they keep looking over here mm-hmm. and whatnot, and Pharaoh or Estran described them as vultures circling a carcass because they just mm-hmm. wanted the money. Yeah. Which is, like, again, just another point to how, like, her family just sees her as, like, a tool. Yeah. No, it's terrible. But some at some point between this too, apparently Elaine and Nesta got robbed. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> it's so random. Like when were they ever just like in the market without Bayrock? I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh my god, they're just so dumb. I they're, hate them. I literally, they are just two of the stupidest girls. <laughs> they are so fucking annoying. I know. Um, I do think like it does have so. This first book has just so many like. Disney arc stories to it. Like, Farah and, like, the two evil stepsisters. Yeah. This is what it reminds me of. Like, obviously her mom's dead. <laughs> like, some parent has to be yeah. dead. Um, I do wish and her name met taken the from mom, the beast. Though, like, she, her... I mean, she sounds like Nesta. Yeah. They would have just been Beauty and the Beast. Such Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. vibes. Which I and didn't like, get that vibe until you brought it up. Ugh, it drove me crazy this whole book. I never, which I'm glad I never picked up on Yeah, because that's why I almost annoyed. didn't read it. Yeah, I would have been annoyed mm-hmm. if it was. Um, okay, I think that's all I have for three, too. You want to hear my description, chapter four? In all caps, it says Tam Tam. <laughs> <laughs> that is it? Yeah, that's literally it. Okay. Um, do you want me to read what happens? Um, so they are back at the house, um, did they just finish eating dinner, or they just, oh, okay, so yeah, they just finished eating dinner, and Farah was about to talk to Nesta about Thomas Mandre, who we know why Farah didn't want Nesta to marry him was because his father beats their yes. mom, yeah. yeah, and like, there's this really, she was like, it's harder to hide bruises and poverty, yeah, it's very sad, very sad. Um, and they're all sitting there, and then all of a sudden, like, their door, like, flies open, and a beast comes barging in. Just saying murderer. Screaming murderer. Like, this wolf is talking English. Yeah. And, like, you brought up a really good point. Like, he is, like, using his paws as, like, fingers, but, like, so does he have five? Like, I don't know, but, like, when he breaks her arrow, does he sit back on his hind legs? And, like, break it? Like, is he on two no idea. It's so weird. But, like, he's huge. So, like, I guess I do picture him, like, the beast and how the beast stands on legs. Oh, I don't. I picture him, like, I really picture all the wolves how they are in Twilight, which is why I didn't picture him with the horns. Yeah. I picture him, like, the beast is mainly on all two legs, but then he also gets on. That, there. like, makes me laugh even harder to picture yeah. Tim. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> just like these horns. Yeah. And Nessa's just waving her silver bracelet <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> yeah, Nessa is in the corner like waving. She has this like iron bracelet, which they're supposed to be like afraid of iron. And Nessa's just like holding it above While her head. Crying. It's so like, funny. Nessa, what the fuck is your bracelet? And this whole yeah. time favorite's like they can't lie. Fairies can't lie. Yeah. And, like, because they sit on my lie. And it's just so fucking funny. Yeah. Like, she's later just, like, on. standing in, in front of them. And it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, later on this book, when, like, Lucian hears her say something and he's, like, starts laughing. He's like, we can lie. Like, what are you talking <laughs> like, about? That's the whole thing about being a fairy. Yeah. Is we lie all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, but, basically, Tamlin tells her that, like, within the treaty that if you kill a fairy unprovoked then it's a life for a life and so he gives her like this ultimatum of like which like I feel like he made that up in his brain oh okay <laughs> yeah that's definitely made up just to like get her over there yeah oh, okay I think so um and then it says like like he's acting like he's giving her mercy by saying there's a loophole where you can come yeah. live with me yeah okay you know um this chapter was really sad for me at the end when the dad was talking to her. Yeah. And, like, that probably shattered Farah Because, like... It did make me sad in the way for, like, Farah It made me sad that the dad realized just how much better Farah is, but was still, like, so... Like, I not mean, there for her. So, like, I get that. But, like, imagine being Feyre and, like, you're the sole provider for your family. And all you, all she deep down wants is for them to love her and appreciate her. Yeah. And her dad's like, don't come back. Yeah. And it is sad because, like, Feyre talking about this and, like, fantasizing about her future was always, like, I hope Elaine has to get married and mm-hmm. I just want to be with my dad. And, like, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. She just wanted to, like, sit around and paint. I know. But it just made me sad how, like, I don't know. I can't, like, describe the feeling. Like, it was just, like so heart-wrenching that he was like you need to go make a better life for yourself like this is so miserable like I think he knew that they were using her like literally just as a weapon and a tool like a weapon and he was like that's not fair Mm -hmm. you know poor Vera it's crazy how like this is only chapter four like I kind of feel like when I mean I was really struggling with reading when I like first started this book but it felt like it took me a long time same to to get get through these chapters at first well, okay, the book really slows down when she's in Pimpia. Yeah, like, well, I'm saying it felt like a long time to get to, like, where she went to Pimpia. Oh, I don't feel that way. I felt like the middle of the book was really slow. Like, I felt like we got there pretty quick because it's yeah. only page 30 and she's already there. I know. But, like, I, I felt, like the middle of the book just because, like, we were learning so much about. See, I was, like, kind of bored. I was oh. like, Tamlin, I don't want to feel like you. I liked it just because I was craving some sort of, like, magic so bad. Yeah. And so I liked learning about, like, how beautiful it was. Um, and, like, really enjoyed meeting Alice and, like, Lucian. Yeah. But I didn't think, like, I didn't feel, at first I thought the romantic connection might have been between, like, Lucian. I think she did want to, like, because even. that friendship. Well, even because, like, I think in one line it's, like, Feyre had a choice between, like, which one. Yeah, because Tamlin was telling him to, like, back off. Yeah. Right? Because that's how in, like, um, Akawar, she, like, play is up yeah. that like insecurity he has yeah which like see that's why I still feel like um Tamlin never really truly loved Farah, and it was just like a means to break the curse I don't think so I think he did but I don't think he just did in a healthy way they didn't like have much to talk about though 
No, they just had sex, and then he would growl and laugh in the room. <laughs> um, yeah. I did also, I wrote it down to where, like, when this is all, like, happening, um, Thayra makes the internal monologue of, like, she knew that Nesta would protect Elaine and give Elaine enough time to, like, escape if mm-hmm. need be. And I, still, by reading The End of Silver Flames, I don't get why they were so protective of Elaine. Because she's probably just it. that helpless. Like, you think Feyre and Nesta realize that they're strong people, and Elaine is literally just so pathetic. <laughs> like She's just so annoying. She's so annoying. Um, and then, oh, I thought this was really sad, like... Mm-hmm. When Tamlin first says, like, before you get to the ultimatum, like, Pharaoh just goes do it outside. Like, she was still in that moment trying to protect them. She's like, kill me outside. They don't want them to watch. Yeah. And she was just so quick to accept, like, she was done. Yeah. Like, I did it. It was me. Do you think he came in knowing it was her? Or no? No. Because I remember... In, like, imagine if she Elaine was that, the one. Because um, when he said who killed him, he blinked and glanced at my sisters, then back at me, no doubt doubting the frailness. Because, like, he was like, how could you carry this? Right. Okay, debunking the fact that Tamlin and Elaine would be mates, there's nothing in this chapter. Yeah. That he said so that. They're so true. Yeah. Um, so the reason Emily and I are bringing that up, because we know it sounds really far-fetched. Have we mentioned this in an old, Mm-mm. in a podcast? We it. saw this TikTok that was, like, pointing out some lines of Akamath. Um, so we'll talk about them later, and I'm going to yeah. butcher this because I don't have the book in front of me right now. But basically, it says that, like, when Elaine came out of the cauldron, Lucian looked at Tamlin and had the good sense yeah. to, like, say, like, and like my mate. Like, it made it seem like Lucian immediately recognized and like that something what, happened. When I listened to the audiobook yesterday, um, Tamlin's, like, gagged, and he's, like, looking at Lucian, like, eyes wide. Mm-hmm. And, like, him and Lucian have this, like, moment. And then Lucian looks at Elaine and is, like, my mate. Because mm-hmm. I think they, like, might have had that. Yeah. But then also Lucian can tug on the bond. Yeah, because we do see that later on. Yeah. So, I don't know. That is, like, such a big question mark for me. And everybody thinks that because of flowers. Yeah. Spring court. But every court has flowers. I know. Um, and then we're obviously not in these chapters yet but it's funny when Emily and I were like talking about getting ready for this book like everyone has a mask on in the spring court yeah which that must have been like she does not see what Tamlin looks like till the end of it I know but I was having a really hard time picturing these characters because of that like I found it really odd and like when you look up fan art Tamlin has a mask yeah he does which is so funny and he says it and he's so weird um Emily found this audiobook that like it's Every, called Graphic Audio. It's so good. It's so good. They only have A Court of Thrones and Roses and A Court of Mist and Fury done so far. And it's literally like, I mean, how they describe it is like a movie in your head. Is that yeah. what they said? So there's like a different voice for every character. Yeah. And like it would literally be like as if you're listening to a movie but your eyes are closed. Yeah. They like act it out. Like it's not like Tamlin said, like Tamlin just does it. Says it. And, like, when they, they don't say it, and then he, like, left the room and shut the door. It's just, like, you hear the door shut. Or, like, if they're eating, they don't say they're eating. They're just, like... You can hear them eating. Yeah. Um. But it is really weird, because when we got to, like, Tamlin and Feyre's first kiss, you were just, like, are listening to them... Like, a moaning. moaning. Like, we were, like, listening to, like, a porno. Yeah, I was, like, how are they going to do this with Silver Flames? I have no idea. Yeah. But um. it's really cool. I highly recommend it. It's not that expensive, either. How much was it? 
Well, they split it in two. Okay. So it was nine ninety nine per one. So I guess it's like okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. Because audiobooks are normally like what fifteen dollars. Some of them like, um, Acquire is like twenty six ninety nine. What? Yeah. Why? I have no clue. I would love to be one of those people. Yeah. That would be so fun. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess I don't really have anything else to add for these chapters. Mm-mm. We're gonna try to keep these like shorter. Obviously, a little bit shorter. Um, and do, like, less chapters for everyone. Yeah. Um, just so we can be, like, more in-depth and, like, really take our time. And we're not going to, we're both going to be reading, like, the full chapter yeah. set. So. Um. But we hope you guys like these episodes. Um, any feedback, please DM us. Or if there's any, like, theories that you guys have noticed, we can definitely, like. Yeah, we always love discussing, like, new theories. We might do an episode of just, like, theories. Yeah. Um, or any like prompts you guys want us to talk about or stuff like that like please just yeah we'd love to interact we're really excited and obviously since we're excited we're going to try to be a lot more consistent than we were with crescent city um so follow us on instagram like tiktok we'll definitely like announce when new episodes come out so like and subscribe thanks guys have a well for us have a great rest of your sunday yeah bye